the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and AJ Appleton. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. Howdy! Finally, for this tonight, it has been a technical difficulties. It's been a shit show to get this show started tonight. Let's let's put it that way. Um, yes, obviously, you can tell AJ is not here yet. He's hoping to still make it. He's having uh, kid difficulties tonight. I get it, man, but... Oof. You're not making yeah. me look forward to kids one day, AJ. Um, and then, uh, so so Mike LaPlante is stepping in to join me, Joe Bond, on the Fantasy Six Pack Hour tonight. Ooh, I'm going to try to get myself in a better mood. Let's do this, right? We got, we got football on right now. It is 21-17 Eagles over the Texans. The Eagles are marching down the field. Um, they're looking like they're about to score to kind of put this one away. It looks like, um, still surprisingly better game. game. Yeah, this has been a, a much closer game than it should have been. And he did just that. He threw a Jalen hurts threw a touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard for his second of the game. Kind of, kind of came on strong here at the end of the game and, and made himself a respectable, uh, fantasy day, not the greatest for him, but um, you know, you'll, you'll take it because it was a slow, slow, slow start for Jalen Hurts. But um, that being said, yeah. man, let's let's jump into things here, and you know, we got business to take care of first, obviously, right? So we need you guys to hit that subscribe button, hit those like buttons, leave those comments. Um, everything's down here somewhere. I don't know. I'm pointing down in the screen, but it's doing circles with my hands. Um, I don't know what to do with my hands, right? Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're not um, first or last <laughs> yeah you know if, if you're listening on spotify itunes wherever you listen you know leave those ratings as well we appreciate it and uh you know it helps us out tremendously and then obviously guys you know we are still offering our football memberships um the season is not over only about halfway at this point so lots to go you're, you're going to have start sit decisions to make lots of waiver decisions. We've got all that stuff for you. We've Five got our, our discord server going strong here. And, um, you know, that's, that's the biggest benefit of the memberships. In my opinion, you get direct access to me, to Mike, to AJ, to Keith, to Dave, Eddie, who's our DFS guru. Um, Preston is also really good at DFS. I don't want to forget about him. Uh, we've got our betting guys, Aaron and and Mark, and and then some guys. So <coughs> not only can we help you with your actual redraft or dynasty leagues, we can help you win money in DFS. We can win you money on betting, right? Um, you know, so we'll we'll help you in that regards there. But uh, the profit's let's, profit. Yes. So let's. Before we get into the rest of the show, let's do our beer slash drink of the week. Mm, beer. All right, man. So uh, you got a, a glass full of dark something there. What you got? Uh, it's uh, it's my bubble gum glass. Bubble gum, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. And then uh, it's a rum and Pepsi. I, I was out of Coke, so we have to supplement the Coke with Pepsi. Sorry. Um, but Pepsi's either way. Anyway. 
Sorry. <laughs> Either way, we got alcohol. That's the goal. That's the goal here. Absolutely. Well, what about um, you, Joe? So I'm drinking. Uh, it's not not something I haven't had before, but it is a good one. This brewery only makes this a few times a year, so it's one of those like when you see it, you got to get it type of thing. Um, yep. This is an Aslan Beer Company Master of Oranges. It's a double IPA, eight point four percent. It has. I don't think they actually list what hops is in there, but uh, dude, this beer is phenomenal. I gave it a four and three quarters on Untapped out of five. Oh wow! Is uh easily That's high for you. Favorite. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm typically around four for like most good IPAs. Your average IPAs are anywhere between three and a half and three and three quarters. Anything less than that, like I don't really want to drink you anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't fuck with that. Nope. <laughs> but like four and three quarters is no joke. This is one of the best beers I've had. And uh, I like cheers. the name, Master of Oranges. Cheer. Orange is my favorite color too. So there we go. All right, man. Uh, we have a comment here. Uh, evening, Jazz. I pulled my eight and O off with Annie Dalton. <laughs> nice Dion. Good work, man. Yeah, he's been he's been playing strong. So uh he had a great matchup against the Raiders too, allowing the Absolutely. So that's been working out well for him. Um Yeah, and he's gonna be in that kind he's, he's starting that, from now on, it seems like yeah, uh, he's gonna be in that streaming category for a while, it feels like. Um got so, six teams on by. Yeah, especially so, this week, maybe. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think uh, Baltimore's pass defense is a little underrated. I know they got lit up by Bolt by uh, Miami, but other than that, man, they've actually been pretty strong. Uh, but you know, he's he's definitely startable. Uh, but anyway, let's jump into what we're going to be getting into the, this week. We're going to be quickly going through the trade deadline, um, and then. Covering some mid-season awards. So AJ and I usually do our end-of-the-season awards, um, but we thought it would be fun to kind of do like a, like, you know, college football does their like mid-season award type thing. Like here's the people who are in the running. Uh, we'll go through that list. And then so Mike's going to present it to me. Uh, and if AJ can jump in, he'll present it to both of us. AJ and I will pick our, you know, leader of the category. For, for the award at this yeah. point. And then and I'll uh, be the deciding vote. <laughs> we'll move on for that. And then uh, obviously our rankings review and our injuries uh, for the week that you need to be worried about. So um, talk about that crazy NFL trade deadline. Wildest yeah. in 30 years, man. Ten, <laughs> 10 trades pulled off. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty nuts. Uh, it was fun to see, man. I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, you know, I, I like seeing this, and you know, we we have, you know, we had a lot of players move, but I wouldn't say any of them were like it, no big opinion, splashes, like, it wasn't, like fantasy super relevant guys. I mean, you had yep. names that we recognized, but I don't think it's like, oh man, like this is gonna be like CMC type deal. Uh, they like really that. just push some push some handcuffs in some different directions, in my opinion. Yeah. When it comes so, to like RBs, so let's quickly go through the 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 trade deadline here. And um, Lions kind of led the way for the day here, trading TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings for a 2023 second round pick and the 2024 third. 
the Lions also got a fourth rounder in 2023 and a 2024 fourth rounder back. So swap yeah. of picks and the player. Um, Steelers traded Chase Claypool to the Bears for a 2023 second. The 49ers, after the CMC deal, uh, parted ways with Jeff Wilson, traded him to the Dolphins for a 2023 fifth. The Colts and the Bills swapped uh, running backs, Naeem Hines and Zach Moss, and the Bills also shipped a 2023 6th. Bradley Chubb was sent to the Dolphins, uh, and then Chase Edmonds was sent back to the Broncos as part of the deal. And then, you know, obviously not this year, but interesting, the Falcons did trade Calvin Ridley, who was suspended on for the year to the Jaguars for a 2023 fifth and a 2024 fourth. Um, and that, yeah, that's more dynasty related, but that's big news. That's probably about the biggest splash if, we had. As somebody who has Ridley in a dynasty league, I'm actually excited about that because really it seemed like pretty obvious. He did not want to be in Atlanta anymore. Nope. Um, he so maybe start. this gives him a little bit more life. Um, and he, he wants to play. And, you know, I, we've Gives seen a little bit more of a pass friendly offense too. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen good things from Trevor Lawrence. You just hope that like now with a Calvin Ridley type receiver and Christian Kirk there, right. That propels him to the next level. You hope he can jump in and stay more consistent, but um, I'm going to let you, I, we, I want to, because you and Dylan did the uh, trade Bonanza YouTube show that, you guys did on Tuesday. You guys can check that out. Um, and then Herms and Malcolm McLateral did a lot of this talk yesterday on the YouTube channel here doing yeah. everything. I don't want to go through all of them because you guys already did it. And, uh, you know, we'll have the links in the show notes here to, to that if you are watching on YouTube or Facebook. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll put the links to those episodes there for you guys to catch but i do want to at least let us pick one to talk about so mike i'm gonna let you go first and pick your favorite trade to talk about that has and and give the fantasy relevance of it i i think it's for me it's jeff wilson to the dolphins here because i i know you didn't really bring it up but in the mix uh mix of the trade deadline uh, Chase Edmonds got set to the Broncos, mm-hmm. uh, giving Jeff Wilson I, I said the that. fullback. Oh, did you? My apologies. Mm-hmm. I was sharing the uh, sharing the podcast. That's on me. <laughs> you're, but you're yes, good, you're good. But so that opens up that backup position for Raheem Mostert, which we all know does have his injury bugaboos. Um, and this uh, Miami offense is a lot more potent than we actually thought it could be with Tyreek Hill. So getting a lot of red zone attempts here, Raheem Mostert, you know they know that they can't ride Raheem Mostert for the whole year. And this is why they went out and got Jeff Wilson. So I do like Jeff Wilson's value, sneaky value down the stretch, you know, if as that handcuff that I was talking about. Um, but that's really the biggest one for me. Cause I mean, you could really honestly say TJ Hawkinson is, but that he's not going to get an uptick in volume or anything like that. So I actually I think really it's going to be worse for him. Uh, exactly. I, really, I do. I think it's going to be slightly worse for him. Um, you no, know, it's almost like a, a tight end moving to a new team. It's tough. He's got to relearn the offense. Maybe it's keeping me the block for a little Yep. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know they've offered – I know they, they – it sounds like they're going to lose Irv Smith for the rest of the year, if not yeah. pretty close to Yeah, eight to ten weeks, I saw. So that's why the Vikings went out and did this. I mean, the Vikings 
Things have a really good record. Um, but I don't love that for TJ Hawkinson, especially short term. Um, my most interesting one here is actually Naeem Hines going to the Bills. I'd like that one. That's a close second for me as well. Um, and like I know everybody's probably going, but but Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's been banged up. The Colts are awful. They're not going anywhere, guys. Um, and so <clears throat> it's one of those. Oh, I can actually hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are telling me I'm a staticky mic, so I don't know. Um, should I just unplug and plug in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> I can. I kind of got what you were saying with Naeem Hines here, because the thing about Naeem Hines is he was he had value behind Jonathan Taylor the, uh, in the Colts offense. Now he's going to a better offense in the Bills behind Devin Singletary, where the Bills do like to throw it to the running backs. I mean, is that kind of where you're getting at, Joe? Yeah, so, well, no, so, I, sorry, I said Naeem Hines to the Bills. <laughs> it's actually the fact that he left you- the Colts. So now, and I don't care about Naeem Hines going to the Bills. Sorry, I, I got off track. Okay. I was reading something else in, in my mind. So it's Deion Jackson. It's, it's 10 fucking 40 at night right now, and I'm not supposed to be doing this <laughs> podcast still. Um it's actually Deion Jackson's value. So it's actually like a snowball effect of the trade, right? Not the player actually being traded. It's Deion Jackson. The fact that um, the the fact that Jonathan Taylor has been banged up, and so we're gonna see Deion Jackson get get some get some reps here. And yeah, I mean, come on. The, I know it was a game without Hines and Jonathan Taylor, but he saw what fourteen targets one game so clearly he can catch the ball he can play that naive Hines role maybe better who knows um and we're gonna get to this obviously but Jonathan Taylor is on the injury report we don't know if he's gonna play so Deion Jackson needs to be picked up in all these leagues and should be should you know should slide right into lineups in in most cases I think if uh if JT is out. So that's that's where my my eyes went as far as the trades went is that Naeem Hines and Zach Moss swap. Um I'm not worried about Zach Moss in the Colts offense at not all. I don't I don't think he's gonna amount to much of anything. So uh Dion has a question here. So my lineup for this weekend, uh Mahomes, Hopkins, Diggs, Eckler, Walker, Kelsey. Etn Bucker and Buffalo D, dude. That's that's legit, dude. <laughs> I that is... just be be weary of uh, Eckler with the the news of the uh, abdomen. I believe you told me before. The yeah, show. so you, yeah, you're gonna have to yeah, you're gonna have to pivot. Obviously, keep on top of the news, but um, that's that is a stud lineup, dude. Nice work there. Um, Gotta love Hopkins coming back. Yeah. That is working out pretty, pretty nicely. So, all right, man. I was really hoping AJ would be here for this, but we're just going to have to truck along without him. So we're going to get into our mid-season awards. Uh, uh, so I think, Mike, you can explain how we're doing this. And so you are running the show here for this part. Yes, yes, yes. So we thought of, you know, like you know, like you said, the college mid-season type of things. We, wa- we want to kind of le- see who's leading the pack here in the races. And we kind of grouped together just three awards here. We got MVP for each position. We got comeback player slash most improved player 
each in each position. And then obviously your biggest busts in each position. That one's probably going to be the most fun. Let's be honest. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so the, the premise was, is I was going to ask you and AJ what your thoughts were. And I was going to really be the tiebreaker if you guys couldn't find an agreement on, uh, on some, but I did get some, in my opinion, some good, uh, good candidates here for our, our quarterbacks, running backs and wide receivers. So let's just start right away with our quarterbacks. All right. And, you know, let's start with the MVP category. All right. So All right. we got four candidates. Yeah, we got four candidates here. Um, we got Jalen Hurts, who had an average draft position of 62 uh, preseason going as QB6. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, ADP 46 and a half going as QB4. Josh Allen, 22 and a half QB1. And then Patrick Mahomes, 32 and a half at QB2. All right, now how we're sitting at this realistically before, you know, going into the Thursday night game with Jalen Hurts, he's QB2 on the year with 172.2 total points, averaging 24.9 a game and a total of 16 touchdowns on the year. Um, You got Lamar Jackson, who's QB5, uh, 178.7 points, averaging 22.3 a game, and he's got 17 total touchdowns. And obviously, you got the stallion, Josh Allen, um, QB1, 190.5 points, averaging an astounding 27.2 a game, 21 touchdowns on the year. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, sneaking his way as as that QB3 with 169.7, averaging 24.2 points per game, and actually has 20 touchdowns on the year. And when when I did this research, those are all passing touchdowns, Joe. Not one rushing. Not yeah. One rush. got 20 and five on the year. That's kind of studly for Mahomes. But those are your four options here for your MVP at QB. I'm, I'm kind of curious your thoughts of uh, where you're heading on this one. So as far as uh, most valuable player, um, and I say this every year, I do, calc- I do add into my formula for it, if you want to call it that. Um, draft capital right how much draft capital did you have to put into these guys and what are they returning and that's not the only thing um you know clearly josh allen is returning everything he we all expected him to um so he is right there at the top of the chart for me though is jalen hurts i mean he was going qb6 i saw him go even later than that i think the qb6 um, really started, you know, like his trajectory started going up as the season got closer. Um, and so Jalen Hurts for me because, I mean, you're saying QB6. I saw QB8. I saw QB7, 8, 9 at times. Um, yeah. And he's only, what, two and a half points? behind three and a half if i can do two and a half points behind (laughs) per game josh allen and you know you think about all the players you could have drafted where allen was being drafted we talked about this before the show you know you're looking at those late round receiver second round receivers late round second round running backs you know the tyreeks that were going around that range in some drafts you know you you were able to take those guys and still go get Jalen Hurts, and you really cleaned up to where you had to draft Allen really early 
and you had to pass on those guys. And yes, you could have gotten lucky later and taken a Damian Pierce, right? Who was going a little bit later um, and guys like that. But I just, I just liked being able to get Jalen Hurts a little bit later. He was, he was a guy I was trying to target in a lot of leagues, but I'm in a lot of really savvy leagues. And a lot of people thought the same way I did after all the other running quarterbacks went Lamar Mahomes, Allen, um, blanking on other guys, but, um, Murray, all right. Murray, all those guys went Jalen Hurts started creeping back up more and more and more. And that's why he was taken off the board earlier than what his midsummer ADP was. So I think we have AJ here. So AJ, um, hey, I'm going to bring AJ? him in. Yeah. Uh, let's switch here. How's it going? AJ. AJ? So, uh, get you caught up, man. Yeah, no kidding. Get you caught up here real quick. So we're doing quarterback MVP. So you see all the stats in our notes. Who would you pick as your MVP? Uh, well, I think you were just talking about Hertz. So that's probably who I would pick. Um, I'm trying to uh, is that a bias pick? Because uh, I know the Phillies are in the World Series. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's probably, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I, no, I mean, a, a lot of the same points that, that you were just making, Joe, um, you know, you, you didn't have to really pay up for him, depending on the league. Um, I mean, he was kind of one of those last rushing quarterbacks that, mm-hmm. you know, was, was kind of hanging around. Um, That's and, how Trey Lance, when people were just, yeah. you know, taking and, and hoping and praying, and then, of course, he gets hurt. So, yeah, that's unfortunate, but yeah, that that happens. So, yep, these these things do happen. Um, but come on. But all right, man. Well, let's let's move on here. Let's just keep the show rolling. Thanks, AJ, for uh, for showing up. Glad you can make it. Yep, it's always nice to see your cheery face. It's been a couple. It's been a couple weeks, man. (laughs) Uh, Are you drinking a beer? You want to share? I am not drinking a beer. Not after last night. I'll drink for you. No, not after last night. I, I definitely right. drank enough last night. He was at the uh, World Series game, so people don't know. All right, Mike, yes. next next yep. question next, for quarterbacks. Not, well, next award here we have for the uh, quarterbacks is the That's comeback meant, player. Yeah. Yep, most improved. Um, and we got four options here. We got Marcus Mariota, who – when he was being drafted, it's an NA boys. He wasn't even being drafted. Uh, yeah. Going as QB forty. All right. Currently, QB eight <laughs> on the year. All right. We're going to our next candidate here. We got Tua Tagovailoa. His ADP was one fifty eight eighth overall. It's QB sixteen. All right. Now he's QB seventeen currently. All right, because he's missed a couple games, but he's averaging 18.8 points a game, the most out of all of our uh, uh, contestants here. And then uh, we'll we'll move on to our (laughs) – we'll move on to our next one here, and this one's the real shocker. Geno Smith, another guy who's going undrafted, going as QB 47, currently sitting as the best QB in the category right now of these as QB 7 on the year. Total of 142.8 fantasy points. Who could have seen that coming? And then we had to throw Daniel Jones in there. You know, suck it, Keith. Hashtag. 
<laughs> Suck it, Keith. We always we give him a lot of crap, but Daniel Jones is showing out this year. His ADP was 241, QB 26, and he's currently QB 9, guys. QB 9. I'm, I'm curious, right. what are your thoughts here on the comeback slash most improved player? Andrew, I'll let you pick yours first, man, and then I'll, I'll do mine. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a pretty pretty stellar list here, actually. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mariota just because this is what we were hoping to see out of him when he was drafted so many, many years ago. Um, and he just never really got to this point. Um, you know, he's kind of mirrored as a backup quarterback and this and that. Um, you know, and then really once he got to Vegas, I feel like they started using him a little bit more uh, wisely and, and kind of in that like gadget player role, but he was succeeding in it and succeeding well. So um, I'll be honest, I didn't see this coming from him this year. Uh, and so he's, he's the one that's the most surprising to me. Uh that's a good one. I, I I like I like Mariota. Uh, to me, it's Gino. Yeah, and like I I don't know. Like we didn't even think he was gonna be the starter. <laughs> you know, they traded for Drew Locke, so you just kind of assumed that he was gonna get the role. And then Geno Smith beat him out. And yeah, he's been a little up and down, but I'm QB eight or QB seven or you know, depending on what what scoring list you're looking at here, like. That's pretty incredible. Whoever would have thought Geno Smith would be even in the top 15, <laughs> top 20 yeah. even. I mean, it's just not a good quarterback for so many years. Um, and he's really turned it on. He's, he's 32 he's, years old. He's kept DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, um, you know, fantasy relevant for sure, which everybody was down on them to come into the year because of Geno Smith or Drew Locke. Like nobody, nobody wanted either one of these guys. So to me it's Geno Smith, but these are all really good candidates. Um, You know, I, I I like, um, like all of them, you know, it would be, it will be interesting at the end of the year to see who actually finishes the highest out of these guys and actually wins the award. Uh, Man, I, I both, both of these guys are good candidates and I, I think I lean just a little bit more Geno Smith's way just because he's got the more total points. He's got more to, uh, total touchdowns and more total points per game. But, I mean, you can't go wrong choosing either one of these guys. I mean, yeah. both both uh, undrafted. Yeah. Real quick, we got a question here and just kind of a strategy question from Dion here who's watching on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, it's hard to get people to trade. What's the best advice you gave when you're um, when you out playoff run and trying to trade your best players to try it? a late run. Um, trading can be, it, it really is like, you know, it, it is, I'm in a lot of leagues where they just don't trade and there's just almost nothing you can do about it. Um, everybody va- overvalues their players and there's just almost nothing you can do about it. Um, to me, the best way to trade is, is you really need to find your, what you are trying to upgrade and then find a, position of strength that you have. So say you have a lot of running backs uh, and you need to go find a team that fits what you need. So if you need receiver and you have a lot of running backs, you need to go find a team who needs running backs and has a lot of receivers. 
that you are interested in. <laughs> um, that's the team you initially try. It's, it's all about team needs and, and fit. That's the easiest way to try to make a trade. Um, <clears throat> but it can, it can just be tough, man. Like there's just a lot of people who just don't like trading. They think you're just trying to get one over, you know, pull one over them. They, they don't, they don't trust it. Um, I'm in leagues like that. And so this is hard. I don't know, AJ, if you've got any other advice. No. Yeah. I think definitely uh, agree with just finding what you need and making the right fit. Like don't, don't try to force a fit on somebody's team. If you know, they may have a, a better receiver. If you're trying to give up a running back, then, you know, another team who's also, uh, you know, hurting in the running back area. Um, you know, don't always shoot for the best possible player. Shoot for the best fit. So don't yeah, don't over ask. I know a lot of people who like, oh, man, they just you you've really got to. I get not starting with your your best trade offer, but you can't you can't go try to trade like a fourth running back on your team who is maybe flex at best for like a clear wide receiver one or two like that. that if somebody offers me that, I don't care what they offer me next. You're done. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not trading with you. You've just completely insulted me. You got to at least give a respectable first trade offer or discussion. If you can, if you can discuss with these people. Yeah. But anyway, moving on, Mike, let's, let's do it. All right. On to the fun category, the biggest bust. Is our first <laughs> our uh, first candidate and probably the obvious winner but we got to have candidates here. Russell You're Wilson. Not supposed to throw bias into this, man. <laughs> it's my bias. You're I'm a commentator. I'm not the one deciding here. I'm just the You're deciding just vote. The, you just <laughs> this guy, man. You're not supposed to be doing bias. This is like the ESPN guy well, I, announcing I, the Heisman going like, and the obvious winner, who really should be, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then all these I, other you guys. Can, <laughs> you you could make a case for the second guy here because I am an owner of the second guy. Oh, my guy. gosh. But, but uh, first candidate here, Russell Wilson had an ADP of 74 uh, and a half, QB8 going into the year, and he's sitting at QB20 for the year, guys. Just brutal. Um, next candidate I had to throw in here, Justin Herbert, man. I, I know injuries kind of surround it with, you know, with the uh, wide receivers. And I know he was a little banged up, but he was going as QB three guys. And right now he's sitting at QB 14. So, I mean, that's a big discrepancy in your uh, draft value. And then Matthew Stafford, he was going as QB 13, which I know late in drafts, it is what it is. If you punted on QB, this was your guy. Hopefully you got Geno Smith because Matthew Stafford's sitting at QB 24 and it's not looking great. Um, I'm, I'm curious uh, your guys' thoughts here. Uh, so I'll start because you got the last yeah. one, AJ. Uh, I'm picking, and, and AJ, we didn't get to talk about this before the show, but if we pick the same guy, we pick the same guy. No big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, it's tough, man, but dude, Stafford has just been absolutely awful. Like, I don't know. I know Wilson has also been bad, but um, Stafford has more interceptions than touchdowns on the season. Like, what is happening? He's got Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, who I'm guessing we're going to talk about later. (laughs) But, like, 
what is happening here? Like he's got weapons. The the offensive line has been abysmal for them. Um, it, uh, yeah, I mean, seven touchdowns to eight interceptions on the entire season. I think he ran in a touchdown, so maybe eight and eight if you want to count it that way. But yep, uh, it's just been it's just been brutal. You know, maybe it's a little bit of the elbow catching up to him that, you know, we heard all preseason, but Matt Stafford has been awful. Um, Wilson, I, you know, I know QB eight was where he was going on average. I saw him go much later than that. I saw him go around the Stafford range more often than eight, actually. So I'm actually surprised to see eight as his ADP in the leagues I was in. He wasn't going eight. <laughs> Yeah, I I would definitely agree with Stafford. Um but I think Wilson Wilson had the allure of coming to the new team, having, you know, really nice receiving weapons again, having uh, a a running game uh which obviously has fallen apart because Javante is injured. Um but they got Chase Edmonds now, right? They've got <laughs> five running backs who all of them aren't any good. So good job, yeah. guys. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, it's a toss up, but I, I find taking either of those two guys. I get, I get why you threw Herbert in there, Mike. But uh, I mean, seventeen so, points isn't what you want from him. But he's at least he's. It was not the absolute, ADP. That's at why not absolutely yeah. sinking your team. Like he's at least startable, right? Like Russ, Russ and Stafford, they're not even startable anymore. Anymore, that's how bad it's gotten for them. Big yeah, time. I mean Stafford did have a good we, week last week, so maybe he's. Can we split around. the award like Sanders, Barry Sanders, and Brett Favre did with the MVP? Sure. <laughs> Might as well. All right. Uh, <laughs> Might yeah. as well. <laughs> we'll move on to our running back uh uh running back trophies here. And uh the MVP category, uh we got three candidates. And first one I wanted to put here was Josh Jacobs going uh ADP of 44.7, RB21 off the board. Currently sitting at RB6. Who could have seen that one coming? Um getting 18 and a half a game. Um our next one here is Nick Chubb. Uh, going a little bit earlier, but still 16.3 RB 10 off the board. And he is your RB one boys on the year currently. And it was this guy, uh, earlier Saquon Barkley going as 17.6 RB 12 off the board. He's now kind of settled into that RB four position, but he's not doing it on touchdowns here, boys. It's it's all volume because he's only got five on the year, but, uh, AJ, who's your MVP on the year out of these candidates? Uh, I'm going to go with Jacobs here. Um, I, I mean, he was looking good last year. And, you know, again, it was another Vegas player that kind of showed out. Um, I was a little worried about him coming into the year because of, you know, some of the the hype, you know, that, that he was getting. Um, and and I kind of wanted to see, you know, see him prove it again. And, and that he could be good. But I think a lot of this is also has to do with Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr has been not great this year. Um, Devontae coming in, thought he was going to be more of a target hog. And I mean, he's still a target hog, but 
he's kind of been meh. Um, you know, Waller's been good, but then he's been hurt. So, I mean, this offense, to me, literally just runs right through Jacobs right now. I mean, he's getting he's getting the trust in the goal line and, and the red zone work. Um, and, and that's what what matters in my mind. I mean, you, you can get the yardage and get volume throughout the game, but if you're going to get more points and get opportunity, that's where it's got to come in. And obviously Chubb, you know, has him on touchdowns, but I think, uh, I think I like Jacobs based on where you were taking him and where he is right now. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, however, I'm going to say Saquon is my MVP. And the reason for this is that um, there were so many people out there and I was sort of like one foot in the boat, one foot out, especially near the end of the uh, preseason. I didn't quite know which way I wanted to go with it. And I did move him up my rankings, but it's Saquon Barkley. There were so many people that were, I'm done with this guy. I never want to draft him again because he completely burned him two years in a row. And and I and I I get it. Um, and you know, with a Daniel Jones run offense again, it was, you know, even if he does stay healthy, how good can he be? Because the few games he was, and I'm doing air quotes for those listening only, uh, you know, when he was healthy the last couple of seasons, you know, the 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 few games, he wasn't good. Um, but he has looked spectacular these you know this season so far uh he had been rb1 already at some point this season nick chubb has overtaken him mainly due to touchdowns he's got double the amount of rushing touchdowns um and that's that is going to hold saquon back a little bit the the scoring opportunities in that giants offense but um saquon has outperformed even the optimistic people that that on, on Saquon. Um, I don't think there was a lot of people super optimistic on Jacob. So like that's kind of where he was. But Saquon has outperformed even the optimistic people on Saquon. And uh, I know like Davis Pang for fantasy six pack was was one who really liked Barkley. And I think drafted him a bunch in best ball and is just reaping the benefits of it because he got him like late in the. He was drafting him at the end of the first round when people weren't doing that. Um, and he was right. And <laughs> I didn't have him quite there. Um, I should have listened to Davis, obviously, cause, uh, he's been good, really good. So next comeback in- player, right? Yep. We live and we learn, but now we got our RB comeback slash, uh, most improved player. And we got some, uh, we got some contestants here that'll probably shock you. Ramondre Stevenson. Going at 96.9, we'll just call it 97 ADP. RB37 off the board. Would you believe it if I told you he's RB7 currently? Yes, that's quite insane. I would believe you. (laughs) Monster. Big time. And then our next guy here is Tony Pollard. All right, ADP 83, uh, RB32 off the board. He's now sitting at RB15. But uh, the big reason I put him in here is because he's averaging at 12.3 points per game. I know he just had an explosion of a game. Um, but still solid numbers for a guy you're getting at RB 32. And then this guy has just been killing it. Jamal Williams for the lions going at ADP 148 RB 51 guys. He's now RB 12. 
RB12. He he's got eight touchdowns on the years. I mean, Joe, I mean, who's your candidate here for the This one's tough because here's my thing. So I'm gonna pick Stevenson mainly because um yes, yeah, some of his is due to injury to Damian Harris, but he has outperformed Harris when they are both on the field leaps and bounds, especially the last couple of weeks. He finally realized after Harris came, we didn't miss that one game. Stevenson's the guy. He can do everything, and he is really good. Um, but I'm just going to tell you quick why I'm not going to pick Pollard, and I'm not going to pick Williams, despite how good of a season. Pollard I'm not picking because Zeke is still there. They're going to run Zeke down everybody's throat, or at least try. It doesn't work anymore. Um, Pollard, if you – I mean – I know you can't get rid of last week's game, but the one week without Zeke, right? 33.2 fantasy points. So he would be nowhere near, you know, RB 15. If it weren't for that one week without Zeke, where he just absolutely blew up. Right. Uh, Jamal Williams. He has played multiple games without Swift. Yes. He has actually outplayed Swift in pretty much every game that they've both played um, because of touchdowns really. But um, Williams is a good one, but Swift hasn't played enough for me to say he's the most improved player. I want to see this, this duo be on the field longer for me to say he's the front runner for this award at the end of the season. So it's Stevenson for me. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, Fair argument. Uh, I would go with Williams because, I mean, he was kind of my my late target on a, a lot of teams. Um, you know, we've seen performance from him in the past, um, you know, both with Detroit and Green Bay. Um, he He's just a, a good quality back. Um, but, yeah, I agree that the – I think a lot of this – you know, coming up to RB12 is stemming from the multiple games without Swift on the field. Um, but it's it's also because of the PPR, um, you know, aspect of it. So, you know, I, I, I like Williams personally. Uh, I think I lean They're all solid, slightly. man, but... They are. I, yeah. I think I lean slightly with uh, just Ramondre. Because both Ramondre and... Uh, Jamal Williams have been dealing with that injury benefit of, you know, Damian Harris and Swift. But I mean, in that factor, just missed what one game. Yeah. Jamal Williams has benefited a little bit more from that. So that's why I leave Ramondre. So we'll, uh, we'll go into our fun category here. The biggest bust. All right. Our our first candidate, (laughs) our first candidate is a a darling of Joe's in the preseason, Najee Harris, ADP 7.6. You're trying to fantasy receipt me, man? Come on, bro. (laughs) RB6 (laughs) off the board. I'm currently sitting at RB4, guys. Only 9.4 points a game. It's brutal. Um, We got another guy here, and I I had to throw him in here just because of the, the draft value, and it's really that's it. But Dalvin Cook. ADP was 5.7 RB five off the board. He's now sitting at RB 11. Thanks to a, you know, a couple of good weeks recently, but without those, he's he's coming back. That's, that's really other without those two weeks. I mean, he's, he's lucky to be at RB 11 in my eyes. And then really the biggest bust 
in my eyes through the through the first uh, eight weeks is Jonathan Taylor ADP ADP of one point seven one or two overall RB one. He's currently RB thirty three. I know he's kind of hampered by injuries a lot too as well, but still only ten point six points per game, guys. Yeah, it's been bad for him. Just the one touchdown. Can I add a couple of names to this just to throw some other guys under the bus? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, running yeah. back absolutely sucks this year. Um, can can we not forget about how much we all were buying into AJ Dillon being a beast? He yeah. sucks, guys. Sucks. Um, let's see here. Who else do we got? Um, some of it's been injury riddled, but um, let's see here. I feel like. Uh, I had another name, but I lost it. I don't know what happened to it, but anyway. Oh, um, um, J.K. Dobbins, maybe, with the injury, possibly. No. Um, Cam Akers. Uh, Zeke, uh, James Yes, Connor. Cam Akers. Thank you. That there, was the other one I was is. thinking of. That was. He was, you know, people still liked him, and I was kind of like, you know, he was falling far enough where I was like, yeah, sure, fine, I'll take him. I really wish I hadn't. <laughs> But anyway, out of this list, uh, AJ, I'll give you the floor for it. I, I think Mike was a dead giveaway. You know who mine is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's definitely Taylor. Um, oh, no, it's not to me. Okay, well, uh, I'm going with I, Taylor because I finally got my hands on him this year, and he's just sucked. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, the, the team in general is – has been bad. Um, you know, Matt Ryan was not at all worthwhile. Um, so I, I think it's all kind of played into it for Taylor here, but yeah, I mean, hopefully he bounces back. Um, but this injuries stuff has, has been very tedious and annoying. So my, mine's actually Najee. Um, I, I know Jonathan Taylor was the, you know, the consensus number one, maybe number two, if you like CMC more. Um, but Najee was still going, you know, mid first round. Everybody, including me, was going, you know, he's, he, you know, he's an easy pick, especially in any sort of PPR format, half and full. But it's just not, it's just not working, man. Um, he he's not seeing the targets like he saw last year with Big Ben. And it's, you know, the yards are not there. The only thing keeping his value up even remotely close to where it is, and think about this, he's got less points per game than Jonathan Taylor. And he's got three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor only has one. Jonathan Taylor could fall into the end zone a couple more times. We wouldn't be talking about Jonathan Taylor being a bust. I guarantee you that. Najee Harris has fallen into the end zone a couple of times on little dink dunk passes for like a yard each. And he's still in the bus category. So that to me is he's he's gone. He's gone. Uh, we got a couple of questions here uh, before we jump into receivers. And uh, first one here has been sitting here a while. Sorry, Cooper. I forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. Um, should I trade Saquon for Dalvin Cook and C.D. Lamb? Hmm. I kind of like it. That's not bad. Yeah. I like it. 
Especially if you need an upgrade at receiver, you can take a little bit of hit at, at running back, but I don't think it's as big of a hit as everybody thinks. You know, we just talked about how Cook, uh, you know, yeah, he was in this bust list because he started off kind of slow, but he's really come on strong here uh, the last couple of weeks. I, I like it. I like it. What do you say, AJ? Yeah, I would do it. All right. And then uh, as we talked about Akers, think Akers can take over the Rams backfield. I don't think anybody's taking over that Rams backfield. I'm not going to lie. The offensive line is just abysmal. And the Rams don't like Akers. So I don't think Akers likes the Rams. Yeah, so. He is back. He is back practicing. And Ronnie Rivers, baby. Gets <laughs> Who? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, don't I saw know. that earlier. I don't know, right. man. Who knows? Uh, and then we've got a post trade question here. I traded Brady Swift and Amon Ra. Oh, and Thielen for Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor, Armari Cooper. So traded Brady Swift, Amon Ra, and Thielen for. Uh, the, the quarterback upgrade is legit. Yeah. The running back is sort of, at this point, probably a wash because Swift yeah. just doesn't feel like he's going to take over. Cooper's been better been than I want to admit. Uh, but Amon Ra and uh, I, you know what? I think I like it. As long as you have an extra receiver to – Take Thielen's spot. Which he posted another comment with his full team. Terribly hard. Oh, he did. Yeah, sorry here. Uh, so full team here. Mahomes, CMC, JT, D Hop, Amari, Kelsey. If you're only starting two receivers, then you're then you're golden. <laughs> That's fine. You won that trade. I like it. Damn, your your running backs are filthy good. Etienne and Damian Pierce. <laughs> Holy cow. With CMC and JT, JT might be running back four on that team right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! What do you think I should do? I don't know, man. If you only need to start two receivers, then I think you're in good shape. Honestly, uh, I mean, you could potentially package one of those running backs and like a Juju to like upgrade. And get like a, I don't know, maybe you can go get like a Tyreek Hill or something. To the average I mean, person, it sounded like you said uh, you could package a running back with a juju, which is like a jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got Jonathan Taylor. Are you? Are you hungry, Mike? What's going take on? Take a running here? back. Take a running back in this jelly bean for an upgraded receiver, please. Yeah, it's a magic jelly bean, though. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and then right. uh, another one here, just real quick. Likely or Pitts if Andrews is out? Oh, Pitts. I know. It's likely. Like... Sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it with Pitts still. I know he had a good week last week, but I need to see it be consistent. We know the Ravens will use their tight end. They just love. They just lost Rashad Bateman. Yeah, he ain't coming back, so they got to do something. Um, Raven, no, Ravens I'm, against the Saints, and then uh, Falcons against the Chargers. Yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah. It'll be close, but I, I think I think 
I still it's like weird. That. Like likely has the safer floor. Pitts has the higher ceiling, but the risk for Pitts is you get what two and a half points. <laughs> likely, probably oh, at least get you six if he just plays the whole. The, game. the tough part, in my opinion, is the Ravens play Monday night, so Mark Andrews could. That's true. That's play. true. That is that is tough. You are going to have to make that decision early, most likely, unless they can rule Andrews out. Um, but he's not practicing, uh, so that's that's tough, I would, man. I would think that I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play since they're on the bye next week. Give him another week to really just get himself right. Yeah. That's yeah. tough because, yeah, you're going to have to make that call on Sunday. So, all right, man, let's finish up here the receivers and then rip through the rankings and stuff and close this one out. <laughs> all right. So, for our uh, MVP for receivers, we got four uh, candidates here. We got Tyree Kill going at ADP of 20, wide receiver seven off the board, currently sitting at wide receiver two with only two touchdowns on the years. That's the amazing part. Stefan Diggs, ADP of 14.6, wide receiver five off the board. He is your wide receiver one, guys. All right, now Joe's barely. favorite player of all time. <laughs> this is true, barely. Joe's favorite player of all time, Amari Cooper, ADP you of draft him at least. <laughs> ADP Once. of 66, wide receiver, uh, wide receiver 27 off the board. He is your wide receiver eight on the year, guys. And then uh, we got Jalen Waddle. You had to throw him in here, too, because of his ADP at wide receiver 19. He is currently wide receiver four. I just want to say something before we answer. How crazy is this discrepancy of, like, the top receivers? Diggs and Hill have 145 points each. Wide receiver eight has 102. <laughs> that is a massive drop-off. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, like, it sounds real nice when you say wide receiver eight, but it's 12.8 half PPR points a game. That's okay. That's fine. Like, you'll take it. But holy cow, Hill yeah. and Diggs are crazy good right now. And mine's going to be Hill. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. The, the, draft, the draft stock that you had to spend on Hill to get point. How is it 18.1 points per game at 20.8? Oh, I, the, the Bills have had Bye the bye. week. That's right. Bye That's week. right. Yeah. Um, I still think it's Hill. Um, the, you know, you, you had to spend almost a full round. It's, uh, I mean, it's technically six picks later, but I saw Diggs go at the end of the first round in a lot of leagues, maybe super early first, second round, and he'll go at the back end of the second round. Like you could get Hill on the turn in a lot of leagues on the on the two three turn. Um, so that's why I, I take I take Hill is just there's not much of a difference between these two right now uh, for fantasy points, and you had to spend just slightly less on Hill. Okay, fair enough. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, I think I'm going to go with Cooper here because not only is he kind of bucked <laughs> the trend of, uh, uh, I know of of what we always talk about every year consistency, but he's doing it with. You know, a career backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, 
Um, I'll say this though: his consistency is better than it has been, but still not still great. Not great. One point yeah. seven in week one, point nine in week four, seven point four in week seven. Oh, that's standard points. Sorry, I need to switch up to half, but it's not yeah. going to be much better. Trust me. Three point two, one point four, and then eight point nine. So he hasn't been super consistent, but he's been more consistent. Yeah. He also hasn't so, had his like 40 and a half point game yet. So it's coming. <laughs> Maybe it's Jacoby exactly. Brissett. So I don't know. Um, I, I mean, Brissett's played pretty well. Um, so I don't know. I, it's, it's again, it pains me to have to take it. But based on where you were finally jumping in and taking him. I mean, he's, I got, he's like, well, I was 35 in the league. That's when I was finally like, okay, yeah. I mean, we've gone too far. Like I'll take him at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. I, exactly. It's, I mean, it, I think those are both very good options. I, I can definitely see the case for the ADP with Amari Cooper, but I think I lean Terry kill just a little bit more here just because he has two touchdowns on the years on the year guys and he's averaging 18.1 points a game yards. Yeah. so nuts like he's gonna get some positive regression with these touchdowns and he is going to be taking over probably that wide receiver one spot here soon so i think i lean tyreek hill just a little bit more but there is yeah, right i mean mark waddle waddle's got the touchdowns but yeah exactly Cooper is not far behind him in my eyes, but we'll move on to our next category here for our comeback player slash most improved. We got four candidates. We got Christian Kirk. He was going as wide receiver 42, guys. How disrespectful for your wide receiver 14 currently. All right, and then we got Tyler Boyd, who has, you know, kind of taken some benefit off of the uh, injuries, but he's current. he was going as wide receiver 53, all, you know, all good, but sitting at wide receiver 12, we got a consistent basis here. We're 12, 13, 14, and 15 with all of these wide receivers, guys. <laughs> the next one is Brandon Ayuk, who was going as wide receiver 40. He's wide receiver 13. And then we got Tyler Lockett going as wide receiver 43, sitting at wide receiver 15. AJ, who is so it for you, man? I, oh, I know AJ. Yeah, take it away, Joe. Yeah, your, it's your turn to go, but I need to rule out two people here on this list. They don't qualify, in my opinion. Uh, Ayuk was wide receiver 14 last year. I understand that he overperformed his ADP, but he has not improved. He has by one spot. <laughs> um, and Lockett, where the hell did Lockett finish last year? I can't even find Maybe he is improved because he's not even on this stupid list for some reason. Um I see not showing up on on the uh, this rankings list, the scoring leaders list for receivers. What's going on here? Tyler Lockett, where did you go? What is? I have I have him at wide receiver thirteen finished last year and half. Yeah, I don't know why. Like for some reason, the list I'm looking at, like he's just non-existent. For some the reason, reason, the reason I put them here though was because they were just being written off in the preseason. Oh, I get it. With their I ADP. get it. Um, but anyway, AJ, you can you can give your pick. Despite what I mean, I I'm going to go with Kirk here, just because he's he's been awesome. Um, you know, oh, I know why. Filtered it by uh, postseason. Why? Yeah, I mean, but Tyler Boyd was 36. I thought 14 seemed high. Lockett was 13. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I Christian Kirk and and Boyd are kind of the same 
guy right now, and they were pretty closely ranked, you know, in draft um, spots there too. So I've always been a fan of Boyd. Um, I think I don't know if I would consider him necessarily comeback, but on that offense, he's he's really stepped up, and you know, we knew that it was a high powered offense. Lots of Boyd finished. Boyd finished wide receiver 31. Yep, 31. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's definitely up from that right now. But you're also looking at Chase being hurt. Finally, you know, saw what what Boyd could do there. Um, I mean, Chase, well, no, he just got hurt, right? He just missed uh, last week. Chase just got hurt, but T. Higgins was dealing with uh, some injuries. Higgins was out, too. That's right. Yeah, so his, his is kind of a little more opportunity based in my mind um kirk signed a huge contract and everyone was like what the hell like why is he getting this contract and he's lived up to it for the most part and you know still kind of shoddy play by uh by lawrence um can i I have a write-in vote go for it and it's curtis samuel Dude, who uh, thought yeah. this guy was going to do anything this year? I kind of put it. He's kind of slowed down as the season has gone on, but I mean, this, is, this guy is just a PPR monster. Like he's seeing so many targets. Uh, you know, he's, he's got double digit targets in two games: nine, seven, eight, five, eight, and four. Like um, he's he's wide receiver twenty four in half PPR league. Not fantastic, but like the guy was being. I don't even know what his ADP was. I didn't even look at it, but like, it's just, I mean, the guy wasn't, was barely being drafted in, in, in most leagues from what I can remember. Um, so yeah, I think uh, that would be my right in vote. I really think we're going to talk about him at the end of the year and be like, the hell this Curtis, come from? Curtis Samuel was going off the board at 239 and a half wide receiver, 85. There you go. So yeah, basically not drafted. <laughs> Let's put it that way. That is pretty much not drafted, guys. All right, finish off these awards. All right, now I I got a few more candidates in this category because I mean I'm gonna you know I got to talk about my guy I put in here as well. But biggest bust for wide receivers. First off, we got Michael Pittman. He was going at uh, wide receiver twelve. He's sitting currently at wide receiver twenty two, struggling in that Colts offense, just like Jonathan Taylor. We got uh, DJ Moore here going as wide receiver 14, currently sitting at wide receiver 23. And let's be honest, this is boosted up after the past couple games he's had. Then we have my preseason darling, who I thought was going to flourish with uh, Russell Wilson. Cortland Sutton is going as wide receiver 17, and and he's sitting at wide receiver 35. It's not good. Only has one touchdown in the year, averaging 8.8 a game. Um, Then we have uh, another surprising guy here, Allen Robinson. Going at ADP 53 and a half, wide receiver 22 off the board. And yes, he is wide receiver 60 on the year. And then uh, this one I had to throw in here just because of uh, where he was going. And I honestly think the past couple games with Heineke has boosted him up. But Terry McLaurin Mm -hmm. going as wide receiver 15. He's currently at wide receiver 20. But like we said, it's because of Heineke coming in that's really boosted his value. I'm actually shocked that he's wide receiver 20. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. But he's only averaging 10.6 a game, which, I mean, wide receiver 15, 42nd overall pick. This is not what you wanted. But Joe, who's your guy here? Uh, if anybody's 
watching this, you know, as he was talking that I was pointing to myself because this is my guy, Al <laughs> Robinson. This is the dead giveaway. Like I was so high on Robinson moving off that Bears abysmal offense and like getting new life in a McVeigh Stafford offense and it just I don't I don't get it. You know, he he runs He's on the field for like 95% of the snaps. He runs tons of routes. He's just not running good routes. Like they don't really do anything with him. And then they try to run all these like little like fade routes in the corner of the end zone with him. And I'm like, that's not his game. Like what the hell are they doing with this guy? And it's just, it's killing him. And uh, obviously, you know, we already picked Stafford as the, uh, or at least I did. I picked Stafford as the biggest bus quarterback. Uh, so there you go. You got the uh, the duo of biggest bus quarterback and biggest bus receiver right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it is very hard to argue with Robinson because, again, I was pretty all in on him this year and uh, not not enjoying it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, I was I was loving it. I was getting I was actually like taking him ahead of ADP and yeah, brutal. Just that was like, me with Sutton. I know that feeling. Teams. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I was think, in on something a few spots too, man. I just, yeah. I, I, I have a, I unfortunately have a lot of DJ Moore, a lot of Sutton, a lot of Robinson. I have like one share of Pittman. I don't have any McLaurin just because I didn't really believe in the in the Washington offense at all. So I just stayed away. You don't from believe it. in Washington at all. Let's be honest. Yeah. Although. You're saying there's a chance like, oh, man, I am like this one feels like it's got legs, folks. I don't know. Like, I'm so praying that this isn't going to like I'm going to hear like, oh, yeah, Snyder's actually just going to sell the minority shares or he's getting on a taking on a new partner and he's still going to be with the team. Like, I'm just praying that this is actually happening. Uh, I've heard rumors where it's it might be Bezos or Jay-Z. Bezos and Jay-Z. Clearly, I just don't care. Just get rid. I don't know if I really care for that duo, but like, it's not Snyder. Like, (laughs) I've said this many times. I will go out and buy like five different things with the Washington Commanders logo on it. The second he sells the team, I will be wearing them on this show constantly. All my stuff behind. I want to see a tweet. I want to see a tweet with you and some Washington commanders. Oh my, it will a hundred percent happen. I have so much old Washington gear that I just refuse to wear and show off anymore. I just, I want nothing to do with Snyder. They actually, sorry to go on a little tangent here. They actually called me the Washington commanders, like PR people called me. They were like trying to get me to buy tickets. I guess I'm on, you know, I used to be on their ticket list or whatever. And I literally told him, I'm like, I refuse to, I was like, I haven't been to a game in probably four years. Um, and I just refuse to go. I've refused to give money to this team while Snyder is, is, uh, is part in this woman actually, which kind of cracks me up was trying to defend this team. Like, oh, with so-and-so in charge, we're now trying to be the gold standard. And I'm like, man, you are reading from a script easily. <laughs> I'm sorry you need money this badly, but this you do not believe this. <laughs> like, wow. Um, anyway, let's get everyone's into our gotta make 
everyone's got to make a paycheck. Yeah, I, I feel bad for her because, like, you could tell she didn't really believe it. And as soon as I was just like, yeah, sorry, it's not going to happen. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay. She stopped trying pretty pretty quickly. All right, let's jump into the rankings here and finish this finish this off here. All right. So starting with the quarterbacks here, um, one I wrote in was, uh, I mean, a lot of your rankings are really – yeah. in line with the ECR this week. So, you know, there's a couple flip-flops here and there, but no, like, real big gaps. Um, so keeping kind of rankings It's hard aside, with six <laughs> Well, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, keeping the rankings aside and looking solely at, you know, veteran quarterback play, which one of these guys do you think has the, the highest upside potential this week Carr or stafford um rankings aside so um excuse me so uh yeah sorry keep perfect um so jacksonville uh sorry vegas gets jacksonville and the rams are playing Tampa Bay. Neither Tampa, you know, obviously has the better defense. So I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lean Carr. Um, I know he had a horrible game last week, but yeah. um, you, you just have to think that he can, he can outperform and and you know have a higher ceiling. Then Stafford, who's been bad, and you know we we've seen Lawrence be able to, you know, make some plays with his legs, and and kind of keep the Jacksonville, uh, or and and so that you know it's going to keep Jacksonville in the game, and so Carr's going to have to keep throwing and maybe not just hand the ball off a, a million times to to Jacobs. So, and hopefully, yeah. Devontae Adams gets more than three yards this week. Yeah, <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah, very helpful. That's the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Joe, um, Marcus Mariota is currently QB8. We already discussed this, and you have him ranked at QB14 this week with six teams on by. Is he not streamer-worthy this week in your eyes against the Chargers? I mean, he, he's streamer-worthy, you know, like – there's just there's like there's just there's a lot of quarterbacks on by. I get it. Um Mariota though, like I mean, he's very, very hit or miss, man. Like QB ten, QB eighteen, fifteen, thirty-two, <laughs> ten, five, nineteen, six. It, I don't know which Mariota you're gonna get from week to week. So he kind of just falls like maybe it's just playing it safe with the rankings, but like he's not a guy I really trust. Um I, I'd rather take my chances, even with like a you know, even with a Rodgers and a Brady and, and, and hope that, you know, maybe their floors are a little bit safer and, and just hope that, you know, because Mariota's floor is QB 32. <laughs> I don't think you're getting Brady and Rodgers to do that anytime soon. I know they're not playing well, but I don't think they're that bad. Um, yeah. And the, I mean, the Chargers, you know, according to DVOA, um, they're, they, you know, they're, they're kind of middle, middle of the pack. They're, they're 13th, uh, for past defense. So, uh, you know, that's, that plays a part of it too. All right. So looking into running backs here, uh, 
Antonio Gibson, speaking of the commanders football team, um, not only is he three spots ahead of the ECR, but he's also seven ahead of his backfield mate there, Mr. Brian Robinson. Um, is Antonio Gibson really a safer play than Robinson at this point? Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you guys had read my um, the the the, uh, the article I put out every week, um, touches, targets, and snap count trends, then you would have known that I highlighted the Washington Commanders backfield. You know, look, I, I get it. You know, three weeks ago, we were saying, oh, man, Brian Robinson came in, saw like 17 carries. Gibson barely touched the ball, did nothing with it. Um, fast forward a couple weeks, right? Just last week, Gibson only saw one less carry than Brian Robinson. But the biggest thing is with Gibson is that he saw seven targets, caught every single one of them. He's seeing more passing work than J.D. McKissick now. So not only has Gibson caught back up with Brian Robinson as far as basically 50-50 carry split, he's now seeing passing work, which Brian Robinson is just not going to get. So Gibson's sort of seeing everything. And, you know, we know Gibson was a receiver in college for Memphis. Like this, he can do this. Um, so I, I think what the trend is showing right now, and look, I mean, it could flip like this, right? Because it, it already has once, twice, right? For for Washington. Right now, Antonio Gibson, in a week where everybody's healthy, is probably like RB3, you know, flex, like high-end RB3 flex. Brian Robinson's going to be that low-end RB3, low-end flex guy, like if you're kind of desperate type thing. Um, it's going to be tough to trust Robinson. You know, you're banking on touchdowns for Brian Robinson at this point. This is what it feels like. So that that's why he slides in behind Gibson at this point. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. We'll move on to our next question here. You got Raheem Mostert at RB17 against the Bears defense. This is the second worst the Bears. The run. <laughs> Bears can't stop the run. And they just <laughs> traded their leading tackler, Roquan Smith, to the Ravens. Who's going to tackle Raheem Mostert uh, to, to make him RB17? Kind of explain your uh, thought process here. Explain yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, I, I not, think. Not only the Bears' leading tackler, but the NFL's leading tackler. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I think a lot of this is that, I mean, Moser's just, I mean, honestly, Moser's just a guy, man. Like, he doesn't see passing work, not enough to matter. He sees plenty of carries, but now you got to worry. Like, look, they did not like Chase Edmonds, and that's why they traded him. But they brought in Jeff Wilson, and clearly, you know, you don't trade for a guy if you don't want to use him. Maybe Jeff Wilson isn't going to be heavily utilized in the very first week, but running backs can come in and, and you know, he can see five, six, seven carries week one and be fine. That's more than Edmonds was getting. So, like, that's already cutting into his work. Um, the the seems just they're pretty they're pretty reliant on Hill and Waddle. 
and even now Kaseki more than more than anything. So like it's it's looking, you know, Moser's been good, but he hasn't been able to get in the end zone enough to warrant much of a uh, a better ranking. I mean, there's a lot of good running backs ahead of him, so it's you know it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to move him up. Yeah. Yep. All right. Receivers. We've got Mr. Gabe Davis. Uh slightly lower than the ECR by four spots. Uh what gives? What's what's the deal here? You uh, no longer in the, the Davis train? <laughs> uh I mean, let's be real, like Gabe Davis, like unless he breaks like a big play. He really hasn't done much. I mean, yeah, we liked six, six, and seven targets the last three weeks he's played. Um, but he's caught three, three, and two of them. It just so happens that against Pittsburgh, he caught two of them for like, you know, 60 yard touchdowns, like, if not longer. And then he, you know, he caught another long one against Kansas City. Last week, he didn't get that long touchdown. So it, it's kind of like, you know it's tough and like against the jets yes it's a it's a favorable you you would think it's a favorable matchup but the jets are actually eighth against the pass in dvoa you know look josh allen and, and Diggs and these guys they're gonna get theirs but you wonder if they don't you know kind of lean uh, on on Singletary a little more or, or whoever right and and uh, you know the new their new their new toy Naeem Hines maybe a little bit and, and see what happens mm-hmm. um, but Diggs is just a little too inconsistent for me to to want to rank you know higher than he is he's very boom bust so like you know on his boom weeks I'm probably gonna be really wrong but he's gonna have you know in my opinion more you know average to meh weeks than these you know these gigantic 171 yards for two touchdown weeks um and so i'm probably going to be more right than i am wrong with him sorry <laughs> as as the phillies <laughs> obviously do something they're not supposed to <laughs> <sighs> all right uh read it to bobby trees uh i mean he's Seems to be more of like an afterthought in your ranks at this point. Um, you got him at 44. ECR's got him about nine spots higher at 35. Now, is this based more on Woods' performance or the quarterback's performance? Quarterback. So th- this is assuming Malik Willis is going to be the quarterback. And, and honestly... If Malik Willis is the starting quarterback he's announced, I will probably be dropping Robert Woods down even more than this. Robert Woods is not a startable receiver right now um, in a Malik Willis offense. It was so bad last week. Uh, What, Malik Willis didn't even throw for 100 yards, I believe? He threw the ball 10 total times for 55 yards. Uh, not it's not good. I don't know what the <laughs> hell you expect from Robert Woods at all. Um, in that one in that catch offense. for a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're praying for like a five yard touchdown, and even that 
isn't going to move him past, you know, RB 30 yeah. or running back. 30. No, it, that's going to be, that's not going to be good. Um, no, it's not. We'll we got a question here before we move oh. into yep. tight ends. Uh, should I trade from, from Blurpy? Should I trade Kenny Drake and Antonio Gibson for Keenan Allen? My running backs are stacked, and I have only three receivers with Amon Rod, D Hop, and Pittman. Running backs are Cook, Henry, Kamara, Etienne, and Pacheco. Go get anybody but Keenan Allen, man. Uh, I, I I get it, but I mean Keenan Allen. I've got Keenan Allen everywhere, and he is one of. <laughs> Sadly, many reasons, but he is a large reason why a lot of my teams are in the, you know, wastebasket, man. Like, it's it's bad. Um, yeah, it, you know, the, the, we'll get to this, but um, he has come out saying that he's not going to play till his hamstring is 100% now at this point. He needs to go out full, and, you know, he had a setback in the bye week. So, like, it sounds like he's not going to play again. I just I cannot trade for an injured player who is like seemingly getting more injured and not and just not getting better. Um, go after somebody else who is at least on the field. Um, but I agree, you got you got to go get some depth if you only have the three receivers. Um, it will be nice when he's back. I I agree, uh, Blurpy, but it's I. When is he coming back? I mean, it's, it's week, it's it's week nine. He's played a whopping what three and a half quarters this season. I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be tough. Like he might come back in like three weeks. We hope. I mean, there was hope that this dude was coming back in like week, you know, four. Uh, I'm trying to get Amari from the same guy. I don't know if that package is getting you Amari, but uh, <laughs> I I agree, I agree. Uh, but I don't, I don't. Good luck with that. You might have to upgrade your uh, one of your running back offers for. Uh, you might have to. You might have to throw out a. Uh, you might have to throw out a Kamara who just had a big game, but has been sort of struggling. So maybe it's time to dangle Kamara out there and go get an Amari Cooper or something. So that might not be a bad idea. So, all right, let's finish off with our one tight end question here, guys. All, all right. right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tyler Conklin finishes tight end one last week with 22.9 fantasy points. Um, right. And you got him ranked as tight end 14. Is it safe to say you're not chasing those points uh, from last week? Just elaborate a little bit on your thought process. <laughs> yeah, not, not going to happen. Um, I mean, yeah, the Jets could get down big again and have to rely on, on, on Zach Wilson, but I don't think anybody wants to have to rely on Zach Wilson. It's been bad. I mean, it wasn't even good last week. Honestly, it was just garbage you know, garbage play catch up point type thing. Um, I mean, the, the pills are really good. So not, I'm not, I'm not chasing that at all. Mm-hmm. Understandable. We could hop into our injuries. Then yep. If you guys want to. Yeah, absolutely here. So uh, QBs real quick, Aaron Rodgers with a thumb limited practice, but he'll probably play Tannehill. We just talked about um, ankle didn't practice. So I'm right now expecting, Malik Willis to start, but this, you know, rankings will obviously change if Tannehill is in the entire team gets a bit of a boost. Um, especially, you know, receiving wise, if he's in there, not a lot, cause it hasn't been great, but 
it will be much better if he's there. Um, running backs, James Conner, rib injury, questionable limited practice. Cordero Patterson with a knee. He's on IR, but he could return this week. We're still waiting to hear final word type thing. Gus Edward hamstrings uh, didn't practice, so take keep an eye out for that one. Drake could be a really good, good uh, play there. Chuba Hubbard, ankle limited practice. If he doesn't play, fire up all those Deonta Foreman shares. Um, DeAndre Swift, ankle limited practice. I think he'll play, but we already talked about that kind of scenario there. Jonathan Taylor, ankle questionable. This is an interesting one, AJ. Like, I don't know. Like, I have this funny feeling the Colts are just playing it real conservative with Jonathan Taylor, and he just might just sit a game like the guy doesn't miss games right that's kind of been his mo his entire football career but now that the Colts stink they're like you know what man you you can you can just sit this one out that's kind of what it feels like yeah i can see that um you know they they want to protect their investment and make sure that he's 100 percent ready to go um and, and i don't think this team's necessarily going anywhere right now so especially with sam erlinger or whatever the hell his name is yeah yeah as the uh well they needed better with matt ryan but um yeah he's yeah, not exactly. not the answer all right moving on here austin eckler abdomen injury that popped up today i believe questionable um that's that's something to keep an eye on. We're going to have to see how he finishes out the week of practice here. Uh, Damian Harris, illness, limited practice. Like, even if he plays, I mean, he's he is clearly taking the backseat to Stevenson. So um, that's just something to keep an eye on here. Mark Ingram, knee, doubtful, didn't practice. That's I mean, that's huge for Kamara. Um, also huge for Taysom Hill, who's got that tight end eligibility. Do it. Um and then J.D. McKissick, we already talked about him. He's really not playable at this point. He's just not seen enough work, but he didn't practice with a neck injury. Um, AJ, you want to do the receivers? Sure, sure. Um, so we already talked about it earlier. Rashad Bateman uh, is now on the IR with this foot issue. His season is done. Liz, Liz mm-hmm. Frank, I believe. Uh, Michael Thomas also dealing with foot. He is on the IR. Um, not certain if he's going to make it back, but I think I think he's also out for the year. I think he's I, done. I'm pretty sure he is. When I was yep. doing the update earlier, yes, sir. Um, Jamar Chase, who we mentioned, is still dealing with the hip issue. He's out. Christian Watson is dealing with concussion symptoms. He was a limited practice. Mac Hollins is uh, dealing with a heel issue. He was limited practice. Josh Palmer as concussioed. Uh, <laughs> he is questionable right now. Thanks but... for reading that exactly like I typed it. <laughs> I forgot the end. <laughs> Keenan Allen. Um, hamstring, as we mentioned, he did not practice. Big one here. Cooper Cup ankle did not practice. What do you think is going to happen with Cup? I mean, I you kind of feel like Cooper Cup's gonna like gut it out and figure it out. Um, you know the the Rams haven't. I feel like the Rams haven't said a whole lot about this injury. They're saying like, ah, you know, he got rolled up on. He's fine. He's in with an ankle sprain, but you know he'll be fine. 
but he's not practicing. I mean, like this is one of those, like we're going to have to wait. It's Thursday night when we record this show, we're going to have to see how he finishes out. This is going to be a true game time decision. In my opinion, I really doubt we will know before the start of the game. So, um, and even if he is like, it's, it's another one of those. uh, I mean, how much do we trust it? You know, it could be decoy action right there. It could be, um, I mean, I've put him at wide receiver four, but that might be generous. I mean, a guy who kind of relies on like cutting and a little bit of speed and like precise route running, you got all, you have an angle injury. That's really, that could super affect him. All right. So then after a cup, we've got Devontae Parker was a DNP with a knee issue. Uh, Marquise Goodwin was a DMP as well with a groin issue. Mike Evans back on the injury report as a limited practice dealing with an ankle issue. Russell Gage did not practice hamstring and Jahan Dotson also did not practice and dealing with the hammy. Yep. And then just to finish off here, uh, Mark Andrews, as we mentioned uh, because of the question, Thank you, Jeb, for that one. Uh, Mark Andrews, questionable with a shoulder, did not practice, so keep an eye out for that one. Isaiah likely is a great fill-in tight end if uh, if you are able to wait for the Monday night news for that one. David Njoku, uh, questionable with an ankle injury. Darren Waller, questionable with a hamstring, uh, limited practice. And then Irv Smith, he's on the IR, which is why they traded for TJ Hawkinson. So there you go. Yeah. All right, guys, um, that is it for the show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. And again, hit those subscribe and like buttons, leave those comments. We appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week. Good luck in week nine. Peace.